Hi, I'm Kat Farrance, and I'm founder of Movement for Modern Life. Welcome to Yoga Off the Mat. This is the Movement for Modern Life podcast. And in this podcast, I invite you to join me on a journey to meet the champions of change. These are the most inspiring people I've ever met, and they're living a happy, healthy, sustainable life. Welcome to another special edition of the Movement for Modern Life podcast. We are sharing a series of live meditations from our wonderful team of world-class teachers, which were part of our first ever home yoga retreat. These meditations, Dharma talks, and Q&A sessions are fantastic tools to put in our toolbox for sharing and supporting us through these challenging times. This week, wonderful Mimi Kuodima is sharing a meditation on the theme of connection with Raki, who is Movement for Modern Life's content maven. At the time we recorded this meditation, we were on lockdown during the pandemic. Whilst we could not connect physically with our loved ones, there's still so much we could connect with, and it's so important to explore these connections when everything around us feels so disconnected. We jump straight into the meditation where you can connect with your body, your feelings, and your emotions. And then this meditation is followed by a conversation with Raki around this theme of connection, and a Q&A with our wonderful Movement for Modern Life community. I hope you take up this invitation to take a quiet space and spend some time practicing with us. So let's start with um, the sound of the bell. And the invitation is to let the practice be of listening to the arising and dissolving of the sound and your connection to the vibrations of the sound within you as it comes from an external source to something internal and deeper. This sense of connection, it's a great theme and a word that we might resonate with in many different ways, but so often we're not here, we're not present, we're not connected to uh, what's, what's actually happening live. Meditation is an invitation to reconnect and abide more fully in the present. The invitation always is to be here, starting through what's felt in the body. You can begin with the sit bones, the seat. If you're setting yourself up now, taking a moment to adjust the posture and create uh, steadiness. Uh, 
an awareness of the weight front and back, left to right. And the steadiness of the seat, the feeling of that can help create an upward rise and lift through the spine, the crown. And to be present here in the body, to feel the posture, natural, radiant, and bright. An ease and a sense of spaciousness to the way that you sit. Recently read something that really struck me now more than ever, we must abandon the performative and embrace the authentic. So even as you do something simple like sitting, not trying to sit in the right way, but actually embracing a sincerity and ease and naturalness to the way that you sit embarks you on this ability to to soften and let go of the, the, the posturing, the needing to do and be in a certain way, lets you reconnect to an authenticity, a, a sense of ah, ease. And it's through that connection to a a sense of body that we can begin to awaken as well an important connection, which is to nature. And so often we feel that we are separate from what is all around us, moving, living, changing, being, becoming. But actually, if we attune to what's happening within the body, we'll see that we are one and the same, the same processes at work in the natural world or at work within us. We're a living, breathing organism, responsive, fluid, adaptive, dynamic, As we reconnect to just the naturalness of thinking, of breathing, of sitting, we can remember that that's also what animals do, what trees do. They, they may not think, but maybe they do. <laughs> but they just be without that pretense. They be authentically, they live simply and truthfully. Which is also the invitation we have when we sit to meditate or move or do or say or speak anything. To relax into just what's here in an easy, sincere way.
So as you continue sitting, bring awareness to also the natural in-breath and out-breath. What we breathe is also what the trees breathe. You might observe the breath and the endpoints of the breath. The in-breath and the pause, the out-breath and the pause. It's not that we're watching the breath and it becomes this distant, objective process of that's my breath that's happening. It's more of this intimacy, this leaning into the feeling of breath, the expression of it, getting to know it. And that connection to the breath that we can establish and cultivate brings us closer to what's happening right now. And very naturally, we think. It's just what mind does. It thinks, it moves. Let it happen, let it move. But then the moment you notice, ah, mind is moving to this thought or that plan or this story. Notice it and gently reconnect back to something else that's here. It's not a fantasy or thought that pulls you away anymore. Letting it go and coming back to, ah, breath. Maybe body sitting. And if we do this in that sincere way, not an authentic way, not only does it feel more natural, we can relax into this letting go and coming back. It also opens us to an important connection, especially these days with what's happening in the world, which is a connection to self-compassion. Grounds of self-compassion is the practice to care for the ways that we might struggle, find it hard to sit still, 
feel busy in our thoughts. So every time you come back and reconnect, let it be from the grounds of self-compassion. It's okay. You meet it from the tender, loving, wisest place in yourself. Gently come back. the naturalness of being, of breathing, of thinking. As your organism lives, these fluid experiences unfold. And how do you meet them? How do you care for them in a compassionate way? How do you care for them in an authentic way? If you feel restless or you have you know something physical that's like gnawing a little bit at your attention, can you leave it alone? Can you let it be? Which is actually a gift of compassion. Not to react and push it away or change it, but simply to soften around it, to meet it from that loving, kind place, the wise place inside of yourself and soothe whatever restlessness or um, kind of sharp, prickly sensations may arise. Any busyness. Let it be soothed by your presence and compassion and connection to what's here, breath and body.
In what ways do you feel connected to breath, sensations, thoughts? And through this connection or coming back, how might you know, experience as it is a little bit more intimately? The natural coming and going. How might you sense and perceive that and know that more intimately? When we feel connected, we feel closer to something sincere and true and authentic. When we feel disconnected and separate from ourselves and the world, we feel like there's pressure to perform or do or posture. It creates tension and, and a little unease when we're separate. We know when we feel connected, more whole, that there's a sense of deeper peace, sense of deeper intimacy with life that's available. From the Tao Te Ching, chapter 13, it says, See the world as yourself. See the world as yourself. Have faith in the way things are. Love the world as yourself. Then you can care for all things. See the world as yourself. Have faith in the way things are. Love the world as yourself. Then you can care for all things. This is the gift of connection. This is the residue of moving from separateness, dissociation, living in the head, to being present and here, connected to everything around you. When we see the world as ourself, we feel connected, whole, a part of something greater than just what we are. 
spaciousness and vastness to experience that's always available. Beautifully then, that helps us have faith, trusting in the way things are. And then when we can care for, feel compassion and love for ourselves, we also feel that love for the world. We care for all things. As you come back into the room, is there a way in which you can see yourself as part of the whole? Inviting that sense of connection to move out into the available space, the awareness of colors and shapes and the environment. knows that we are always connected, that understands us deeply. Bring the hands then down to the heart. May our practice help our heart cultivate this compassion and this deeper wisdom that allows our connection to be fruitful, allows our connection to feel that it benefits through love ourselves and others. And then let your hands rest on the belly. Can't see my belly when it's down here. <laughs> Eric, practice also cultivate presence and embodiment. And so that we always remember that we are here and connected to this body of ours, living, breathing organism that's dynamic. And then just touch the earth. You can fold forward. I've got my desk, so I can't fold forward and touch the earth. Well, I can a little bit. But touch the earth in some way or just feel connected and in tune with the earth and honor the earth. Let the practice also remind you that we are part of this earth. We are nature manifest in human form. When we take care of ourselves, then we also take care of this earth and this planet. Thank you all very much for taking part in this uh, retreat and for being here for the first night of uh, the retreat in the meditation. And I'll be around if you have questions. Thank you, Mimi. That was really beautiful. Um, we've got lots of thank yous coming coming in. Um, thank you very much. Let's see if I can open up Facebook to see who's writing thank yous. We do have some 
questions. So your words were beautiful about seeing the world as yourself. Mm. Um, where where was that passage from? So I can I can also um, add it um, as a post in the group. One, but 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 yes, go ahead and answer it, and I'll I'll also add the quote in. I see I see it now. It is from the Tao Te Ching. And it is a seminal text on uh, on Taoist or um, Taoist philosophy. Um, oh, let's see. Yeah, the translation that I read from is by Stephen Mitchell, and it's chapter thirteen. When I started to look at mindfulness meditation and the the Buddhist kind of ways of working with discomfort um i i i was very humbled and i felt like i was starting to shift patterns that i had in relationship to discomfort that were very liberating to me staying with discomfort and allowing the body to stay to a certain point like you don't want to get get to the point where you are just not able to work with it skillfully but if you can stay for a few moments with the discomfort in your leg, the leg falls asleep, that's normal. The back aches, that's normal. The shoulders ache, that's normal. But if you stay with it, most of the time, meeting it and allowing for it and then going in and soothing it allows it to soften and it, it just goes away. Most of the time, the comfort, the discomfort physically plays out mentally and then you make stories about it you start to struggle you start to get impatient and then you want to push it away as fast as possible but there's a lot to be said for building resilience and starting to explore gradually the thresholds for discomfort and work with them in ways that you meet them basically from that wise kind loving place in yourself you meet them and you say, it's okay. Yeah. You take care of it. You soothe it. And then very interestingly, it often will go away, right? It gets sharp and then it just dissolves. And before you know it, you're back to breathing, sounds, sitting, being here. So we've we've got just on the on the back of that. There's a question: What if the discomfort doesn't go away? Yeah. So there's pendulation that you can work with. So very often when there's a, a certain, especially if it's deeper held trauma, like let's just there's meditation is not for everybody. Mindfulness is not for everybody to actually work with this <clears throat> a long a long term um, practice it takes a certain robustness it takes a certain physical robustness and emotional robustness you know you may want to have support outside of mindfulness for kind of making it to that robustness before you embark on deeper traumas that are are here but if it's just the leg falling asleep or it's just like you've got a scratch that just kind of screaming out at you. Work with it for a little while. See what happens by 
by meeting it and allowing it to soften. Trying to make it go away though, or trying to relax is not very useful. It's very agitating. The trying becomes very agitating. So if you're like, oh, but I really want it to go away, and uh, that's just adding more agitation to an already uncomfortable thing going on. So rather than that, if you start to kind of, kind of feel really worked up with a story or something, back up, soften, and then change position. You know, if it hasn't worked for you to soothe it, change position. Then the next time some discomfort comes up, which will be fairly soon, probably in sitting still, then you start to work with it again. Like, can I meet this? Can I be with this? Can I allow for this? Can I soften around it? And then explore that. And it's always from that kind, wise place that you want to go and meet it. You know, very easily it can be the not so kind, not so wise voice of judgment or, oh, you're just always distracted or, oh, you can't sit still. And then it becomes, you know, anything but kind of soothing and easeful. There's kind of this barrage of um, other, you know, kind of criticisms coming in. So, uh, yeah, to work with this is, is to work with it and gradually introduce your ability to meet what's here. And, and meditation really is about making room to meet everything that's here. And over time, abide with it and be okay with it. The, the quote that I was reading from earlier, it says, now more than ever, we must abandon the performative and embrace the authentic. The rest of this quote, our essential mental shifts require humility and patience. Focus on real internal change. These human transformations will be honest, raw, ugly, hopeful, frustrated, beautiful, and divine. I couldn't put it better. It, but meditation al allows us to meet everything. You know, the, the Taoists say, make room for the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows. And that is true happiness. We can't just keep pushing away the discomfort because when we push it away, it pushes back 10 times harder. But what we can do is meet it, investigate it, be with it, sense it, feel it allow for it. And then very often that diffuses it and it lets us be free. We're not responding from our habitual response. We're responding from a choice, our chosen response. Yeah, and that's why meditation is so popular right now in neuroscience because they're saying it changes our neural pathways. There's a plasticity to the way the brain makes choices. It, it's not always stuck in this groove of something I don't like, push it away, right? The Buddha called this aversion. Or we like something, we cling to it, and we're constantly wanting more of that. We're wanting the discomfort to go away. Basically, all of that desire and clinging leads to endless cycles of suffering. And what meditation is there to help us with is to free ourselves from that cycle of getting caught up in habits 
of not liking this and making it go away, liking this, wanting more of it. And we just kind of get trapped, trapped in this clinging, you know, and, and, uh, we're, we're freeing ourselves by saying, no, I'm just going to stay with this discomfort. And then by staying with it, I can assuage it and soften it, ameliorate it. Right? And then maybe, ah, back to breathing, breath. Yeah. And a couple of other questions that are, are linked. So one is a specific question about getting numb feet. So finding a comfortable seat, uh, sitting position. So that's as we're setting up for mm. meditation. So it, have you got any any suggestions to, to to find that comfortable seat and to prevent numb feet? So a couple things. My legs still fall asleep. My feet go numb regularly. That's fine. It's just part of the practice and it's something you work with. No one's legs have ever broken off as a result. <laughs> right? But you can maybe try sitting higher up. So raising the seat higher, sitting on more cushions. Uh, one of the things I heard that I loved, I think it was my teacher, Martin, who said, um, no one has ever attained uh, something like, you know, no one has ever gotten enlightened faster by sitting on a cushion versus sitting on the chair. So it may be that you sit on a chair and that the angle of the chair would be that you're not slumping in it, but the angle would be a 90 degree kind of upright posture, feet on the ground. And in a lot of meditation centers, people sit on chairs, maybe because they have back injury or knee injury, but also because maybe they want to give their legs a break. I saw another uh, question about um, uh, combining meditation and shavasana. <laughs> so um, the Buddha said you can practice mindfulness standing, sitting, sitting, standing, walking, lying down, and everything in between. Um, many people really find lying meditation helpful, shavasana. Many people fall asleep in lying meditation, and then it's not quite the upright, alert, present, curious, engaged mind that we're meeting experience with. You know, I often find when I lie down, it is very hard to hold my attention. It's much easier when I'm sitting up to engage and, and actually meet what's happening, which is the objective of, of, you know, initially the objective of meditation is to actually wake up to what's happening moment to moment in your experience. We're not trying to get into a Zen, blissed out, non-thinking state with mindfulness. Actually, it's about really leaning in closer and observing and, and not even observing because that creates distance, but being part of the flow of experience and moving when mind moves, noticing what our responses are, uh, engaging and, and being very inquiring, inquisitive about what are my thoughts, you know? What are my sensations? What's happening in my experience right now? And how can I know that better and respond to that better or more skillfully? Yeah. So um, what, uh, any other, I can't, it hasn't uploaded or. Uh, no, I think we've got um, 
we've got some more thanks and um, some a suggestion of having a, a folded blanket mm. under the feet for for uh, for numb feet. Um, ah, so we do have a question. So if you're short on time, do you prioritise meditation or a more physical, mindful yoga practice? Is that a question for me personally? I think it. If I don't know, I'm guessing yet. on time, I sit. Meditation is the, the foundation and bedrock of my practice. I love movement, don't get me wrong. I, I move every day. Um, Saturday mornings usually mean going into London for me to teach, obviously. I'm not doing that now. But I go in very early. I, I take a, a 7.15 train, which means I leave the house at 6.45, which means I get up at like 5. I don't do much physical practice. I'm, I'm very pokey in the morning. I just, you know, have to be slow and I make my drinks and then I pack a breakfast. And then I sit on the train. I meditate for about half an hour. If I only have 10 minutes, I sit and do meditation. Um, but I'm not everybody else, you know. I think moving can be wonderful if you're short on time, and especially if there's like a uh, kind of built-up tension in the body and you just want to move, move mindfully. You know, Qigong is a beautiful practice for moving meditation. And it, very simple movements, often repeated, but very embodied and um, often connected to the natural world, which is kind of a a very, for me, a very potent way of finding that sense of, of um, dissolving the separation of kind of mind to body and, and bringing back a wholeness. What, when would you recommend meditating during the day? I do it in the mornings and I do it before my movement practice. I used to think, oh, you know, I'll do it after I do my yoga or my qigong. And then I never have time. I, and so it, it always gets shortchanged. But I started pretty much in 2002 when I started practicing meditation regularly with Eric Schiffman. Uh, I put it first, you know, do it first. I sit first and then I move. Um, but evening is good too. I often sit twice a day. But what I find in the evenings is I'm more tired. <laughs> So it's not as <clears throat> uh, not as focused as it is in the morning for me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good questions, everybody. Really nice to to chat with everyone and um, interact with people and have some time to sit together. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Mimi. It's um, that was a beautiful, um, beautiful practice, and and it was definitely amazing in terms of sensing connection and greater connection with with the community here so thank you so much it's been so lovely to connect um with you here thank you all for for joining us live and if you want to revisit that meditation you'll be able to see it on the replay which will be here in the group and we're also 
going to be putting it on the on the website and hopefully eventually um as a podcast as well so you you'll have a chance to to revisit um this as well so thank you all very much have a lovely evening and we'll we'll connect tomorrow um as as part of the retreat thank you thanks mimi thank you thank you so very much for tuning in and listening i really hope you enjoyed the meditation do stay tuned on the movement for modern life podcast for more practices from our online retreats and they're going to be released over the next few weeks and um, please do subscribe so that you won't miss a session and it would be great if you would be able to review us too we um, really really do appreciate and need the positive reviews so that others can find us and of course please share this with your friends you can go to movement for modern life forward slash podcast and there you will find the beautiful array of our yoga off the mat and champions of change series um and also of course we're on itunes stitcher and all the other usual places you will find a podcast please do go to movementformodernlife.com sign up for your free 14-day trial there has never been a better time to get your online yoga practices so thank you very very much and take care of yourselves and your loved ones